This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Hello and welcome to the Bastards Inquiry weekend podcast. And this weekend podcast is, is all about the flat is back. We have Doncaster, the William Hill Lincoln. I still call it the William Hill Lincoln. It's probably not. In fact, it's not been the William Hill Lincoln for ages. Um, but we've got Kempton, uh, the, the Queen's Prize, the it's all Spring Fair, and this is what we love. And then Dubai, the Dubai action out there in the sandpit, uh, the World Cup, etc. And uh, we've got two small little races at Kelso. <laughs> National hunt thing where horses fall over each other and, you know, you know, things like that. We, we, we don't want any of that. But anyway, right, joining me tonight is my crack panel and we've got the Naps Table winner, uh, Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin. Good evening, Lee. Good evening. And the runner-up in the Naps Table and cer- certainly uh, gave Quentin... Uh, a run for his money to say he joined the, sh- the road show quite late. Neverlender. Good evening, Neverlender. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. And um, obviously myself and John, as always, uh, John of John Joe's Bogspot, uh, are uh, joining the, the rabble to uh, to see if we can uh, mark your cards and provide you with plenty of profit and winners. Just like the last weekend where everyone was uh, posting slips of tricksies, winning tricksies from three, 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 the three-point bets last week that all were successful. So what do you think, chaps? Can we live up to that, that, that sort of level? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, now, 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 before we, before we start, um, Neville, uh, tomorrow uh, you, you'll be uh, you'll be wanting a good night's sleep tonight because um, you've got a runner in a final on the, on the telly box tomorrow. <laughs> Um, yeah, four and a half hours in the lorry each way. Yeah. But it's too good a prize not to go for. Um, Demi Sang, I think yeah. he's got a, a reasonable chance of of running. His, you know, if, if, if he's pretty reliable, he'll run his race. Whether he's good enough off his present mark, we'll find out tomorrow. But he's had a nice break. And uh, I wouldn't want to be taking any of the horse up there in the race. Fortunately, it looks like that horse that won at Musselburgh this afternoon is not going to take his up his chance tomorrow. So that right. increases our chance. But um, I'm, I'm very happy with him. And, uh, you know, if, if it would have been at Sedgefield or, or you know, maybe Weatherby, I'd have been happier. Because I think two, yeah. mile, two mile five round, round Kelso might just be stretching his stamina. But... You know, the ground's drying out, so it'll make it an easier two-mile five. Yeah, Good chance. And the promising, yeah, and the promising Jack Hogan um, in the plate taking the seven off. So, uh, good luck, Nev, with that tomorrow. And I hope it's a nice day for you up there. Right. Uh, first of all, then, chaps, we'll do the best bets before we go on to previewing the uh, the meat of the action. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get us going this week, and I'm going to get us going on the right note with a, with a real positive positive bet two of my bets come in both lincolns uh, this week I'm, I'm bouncing that much that i'm tipping in i've got to try and find the winner of over 50 horses in two races how about that 
as Jimmy Savile used to say. But my one-point bet is Ransom in the 416. That's the Irish Lincoln. And I am very, very keen on this horse's chances. This used to be trained by the Barbadian Baron at Freemason Lodge. And uh, a lot of horses have come out of Freemason Lodge and improved and done rather well. And um, this would not be the, uh, the the first example of that. And I do believe that given the nice float up at Dundalk, uh, which was there for all to see, one flick of the whip, um, vast improvement, I think is, for, is forthcoming. It's a bad draw in 28, but we can't have everything. And uh, I'm convinced that this horse is going to win some nice races this season. So off 88, which I think is very workable. They thought a lot of him at, um, at Stout. And... Um, I do think this horse is overpriced at 16 to 1, and I'm going to go on the nose with this because it's one of those, it might get a really rough trip, and then you wouldn't want the each way money anyway. So I'm going to go one point win, Ransom, to win the Irish Lincoln tomorrow at 16 to 1. Cheers. I'll come straight on to you, Neville, for for your uh, one point bet. Okay, my um, third best bet for the weekend is in the 438 at Stratford. It's a uh, two miles, six and a half furlong handicap, and there are eight runners, of which half the field are uh, either no good or can be scratched fairly readily. Uh, the one that I came down on is a horse that hasn't won since uh, October the 20th of uh, 2020, but he's only had about eight or nine runs since then, so he's not been over-raced. The horse is called Grand, Grand Sancy of Paul Nichols, and... I think it's quite easy to make excuses for his last two efforts. He raced very keenly and blundered and knocked himself out of the race in this Skybet chase last time. And at Ascot, he just didn't go that way around. He jumped left throughout and forfeited many lengths. So we'll ignore those last two runs. Prior to that, he'd finished fourth at Newbury in the, I think it was the Petro Sullivan chase where several horses wore the, the black and gold of the, the late commentator. He ran off 139 then. The handicap has been kind of dropped him seven pounds. He now runs off 132, which would be the lowest mark he's ever run off over fences. The drying ground should help him. And I think in a weak race from a yard that have hit form this past 14 days or so. I'm, I'm, I'm quite strong on him. Grand Sonsi, 438, Stratford. Good stuff. Seven to two available and uh, one point win for Nev there. Good luck with that, Nev. Grand Sonsi for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Hope that uh, does the business for you. Um, John, I'm coming to your third best bet, please. A bit of money, one. Um, it's in the 306 at the current. And uh, I mean, the strange thing about this race is an old pal of ours running in this called Boundless Ocean. Um, Jim must be dripping wet over this one to get him out this quick. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he likes running him a lot, so he'd probably be running midway as well uh, if he cast him around after last year. But I'm actually taking him on tomorrow. No, can't yes. have that. Yes, I'm all over Messy Jesse. With Admiralty Place lugging 10 stone 7 against this horse, and it's a 20 to 1 poke. This, um, this is a very strange sort of horse. This started his career in 2020 in Ireland 
uh, and a running a maiden down the field. Then popped up at Compain in the French provinces last year, uh, having a run for TF Gouillard or something. Uh, Jessie must like what she's got her hands on now, which wouldn't be the first time we've heard that. <laughs> um, she's, she's actually stuck this one in the Gladness Stakes in a couple of weeks, which I take as hugely significant, given the horse's profile. Mm. There's abs- on, on what it's shown, there's absolutely no justification whatsoever for that entry. This could be a sighter. She could be looking for handicap mark. If she was, why stick her in the gladness? Um, first run since being gelded. And I've no worries over the likely yielding ground. I think this is very interesting and reasonably good value. And I think we can go with half a point each way at 20. Okay, half a point each way at twenties then for John on Admiralty Place. You don't think this has got the French carrots, do you, John? The big drugs raid in France over the last few I'm, days. I think we just got used to the uh, the feed at Jesse's and <laughs> the killed air feed, yeah. As possibly <laughs> flourished. You know, the, yeah. the funny thing is, um, there's one running in the eight thirty tonight at Dundalk as well of Dermot Wells that. It has a kind of similar profile. I was, I was fishing through some entries of the Gladness Stakes. That one ran in a maiden last year for Shadwell. Dermot Well trained it then. He's, obviously, he's got it off Shadwell, but he, he's ca- carried on with it. He stuck it in the Gladness Stakes. They put it in at four to one last night for this maiden tonight at Dundalk. It's now six to five. Come racing, there we yes, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, well. So I, I think it, it, it's a fair angle to look at these, and uh, as I said, I just have a sneaking fancy. This, even if not tomorrow, you know, I think it's of interest to keep an eye on. Good stuff, mate. So Admiralty Place for John, uh, half each way in the 306 at the Curra tomorrow against uh, Nasty Jim's favourite. Um, okay, Quentin, come on to your third best, please. It's good to have turf back, um, but I'm going yeah. to Wolverhampton for my third best bet. Um, I try and poach a lead in the in the nap stable by going for some all weather scrap. <laughs> uh, so my my third best bet comes in the four fifty five at Wolverhampton. I'm going to have my one point on UAE fifty, who's trained by Alice Haynes. Um, they, they ran him nine pounds wrong at the weights last time out in a 0 to 85 at Lingfield and he kind of shaped respective, respectively. He ended up a bit wider than ideal, bumped around the bend, um, kept kept on well enough in the circumstances and, and clocked a fair time. Um, it was his previous run at Kempton that, that caught the eye. He, he was slightly outpaced at the top of the stretch, but plug, plugged on uh, strongly enough. And it's, it's a race that's worked out for the grade. Um, the winners, McQueen was unlucky at, back at Kempton. Uh, a day in your life placed behind McQueen in the subsequent start and then clocked a good time when winning at Wolverhampton. Two starts after that. Midget on the mission, the third horse, backed up a couple of wins and, and still looks to be on the upgrade. Um, he's got a couple of figures on the clock that suggest he's better than a mark of 48. Uh, he's been put in at 15 to 2 
in a place, and uh, that that looks slightly overpriced to my eye. Good stuff. UAE fifty uh, for Quentin's third best at fifteen to two, uh, which will probably go off fifteen to eight. <laughs> especially, especially if Wiggums isn't off. Um, the storm asset. There's another the tricky one in there. Non such lad ridden by by uh, Gordon Bennett. That's uh, that's that's four four to one second in. That one was sort of unlucky and running and gambled on last time. But I thought that mm-hmm. that was sort of an interesting runner. But but Quentin's loves the fifteen to two and. Uh, Take that if you've if you've listened to that, get on. Uh, that's Quentin's third best uh, for his one point one at fifteen to two. Thank you very much, sir. I shall swiftly move to the two point uh, to the two point bets and uh, the second best. Back to you, Neville. My second best bet for the weekend is um, again at Stratford. It's the one forty three race, and it's a horse that is trained by Evan Williams called Court Royale. I mean, he, he holds little secrets from the handicapper, but the thing that really swung it for me was the fact that there's there's only four in the race and his last run has worked out incredibly well. He chased home uh, a horse of Nick Williams, is called Dracil, um, he only went down by three three quarters of a length. He has been put up two pounds for that, but I think more interestingly is the fact that the third horse was C Rose C Haas, who has won since. The fourth horse was Zalvados, who has run really well subsequently, and the sixth horse was Mystical Clouds, who was also Frank the Form by winning. Uh, it's a horse that goes on the ground. The trip is ideal. There are no negatives for him. Again, he, he probably holds very few secrets from the handicapper, but then again, so too do his rivals. And I'm looking at the Racing Post website and it tells me that he's third favourite, which seems rather surprising. I think he'll probably go off favourite. But Court Royale, I'm very keen on him. 143 Stratford. Good stuff. But you're right there. The Racing Post, they were after a bigger they were after a bigger price, the Racing Post writers. It's two to one fav with William Hill. Um, it's only seven to four. We bet three six five. So two to one um, is your. Is that one hundred and forty percent book though? Uh, I'm just like I'll add it up now. Thirty three sixty four ninety. Uh, it's it's, it's one hundred and twelve thirteen. It's not oh, bad. Oh, that's acceptable for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two 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 to one uh, bottle <laughs> uh, for, for for Neville uh, for his two point win on Court Royal in what looks a fairly winnable race. Agree with Nev there. There's Elkstone never wins. When Elkstone wins, it's a it's a bad day for in running layers when Elkstone pops his head in front. Um, so so Neville hopeful there with his two pointer. Um, John, I'm coming. I'm swinging straight back to you after your uh, left field first selection. Any more left fielders, John? This isn't particularly left trail. This is in the 320 at Maidam. And it's Mohafef, our old mate, who sent uh, oh. and Dairy skin last year. Um, yeah. Now, as, as we know, we, we, we've got certain doubts about Mohafef. But I actually think this is an ideal starting point for him because there's a good size trail there and I think they're going to go like stink, which will suit this horse. The, the two defeats at the end, end of last year where he was on the face of it a little bit disappointing, I always felt he was probably just free enough in, in them both to maybe run a bit of the finish out of him anyway. Um this this race, I think he'll travel into this nicely. Uh, I think the nine furlong trip might be absolutely perfect as well. 
Lord North would be a big danger on back form, but I didn't see a lot there the other day when uh, when he ran. He was like a woolly mammoth, John. He got more hair on him than Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, I think it's a bit of a leap of faith to say he could come on enough from that to produce his absolute best, eh? To be honest, I, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, fair comment. You know, I think uh, you'd maybe be thinking Ascot um, as regards getting that off to absolute concert pitch. Yeah. Well, as we know, the shirt will have had this working like buggery with Alenka, who beat um, Lord North last time, didn't he? Um, yeah. I think they've always had an eye that this horse is a bit better than the link and myself. Um, and as I say, I think it's a, an ideal starting point. I'm sure the yard will get off to a flyer this season. And I think he's, he's pretty solid for the frame anyway. So I am fannying it a bit. I'm going each way, just in case he fannies it a bit. <laughs> but, I, I really, really can't say about the money. Look it up. So, John, each way, one each way, for an each way wanker bet. At, yep. uh, at four, four places, 150 odds, six to one uh, with Denise Kurtz. Um, uh, more going to her 385 million um, on Mohafet there for John's second best. Um, right, I'll come to who shall I go next? Shall I go me or shall we go Quentin? Have I, have I done Quentin? No, Quentin. Quentin, I've done Quentin's second best, so Quentin next, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that he's had Mahathoth, they removed one testicle from him. Um, he had a high testicle, so they got rid of that in the off-season. Hopefully it can make him perform better. I think I saw that earlier in the week or something, so maybe that will help, but it does look like nine furlongs will suit him. Um, anyway, back to back to all weather scrap. Um, my second best bet comes in the six o'clock at Wolverhampton. I'm going to put up the kilt train gangway. Uh, it's, it's the time of year where you see the, the three-year-olds kind of progress past the ones that have been on the all-weather, like physically just the better types that have been given a break. And I thought he was a type to progress as a three-year-old. Um, he travelled through his races well last year, but but wasn't seeing things out. They started him in a in a class two at, uh, at York, then ran him at Sandown. He just he, he travelled, but was too weak to finish finish off his races. Um, he's tall, unfurnished type, plenty of scope, um, caught the eye from a from a visual point of view. Um, he's Mark sixty two looks fine. Um, he went through the race like a well handicapped horse at Kempton. He's got dropped three pounds for that run. He was hampered significantly. Uh, he got his back legs taken away from him and ended up finishing in, in the rear of the field. Um, the blinkers are off, the knackers are off, and in a race where there looks to be absolutely no pace at all, I'm hoping Franny Norton gets a solo. Um, step up in Tripshire suit on breeding at least, and he is 10 to 1, I think. Yeah, 10 to 1. Um, I had him a lot shorter than 10, so my second best bet of the weekend. A lovely, well worked out bet that that Quentin. Um, like the angles, like you said, the the headgear off is always a, a good angle sometimes for certain horses, and the and obviously gelding uh, etc could bring about a lot of improvement and the learn pace. Three angles there for you at tens as well for Quentin's two point win. Uh, that's we bet three six five in hills at the time of recording. So good luck with that, Quentin. Um, 
myself, I'm going in the Lincoln. So this is the second of my two uh, Lincoln bets, the big double, the big double weekend. I'm, yes, I like modern news. Um, it'll it'll come from Dubai with the, with the carrots, with the it's got the the good apprentice Harry Davis, etc. I like that, but you know, seven or two, four to one. Um, it's it'll improve for the mile because the the brother the brothers improve for a mile. You could see this will improve for a mile also. Everything I like about it, I think I think modern news will go off favour. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Um, but at that price, I'm prepared to look for something different. And I really like a horse in here called Rogue Bear, um, mm-hmm. with ridden by David Egan, um, the uh, the Dubai uh, World Cup, uh, not the Dubai the 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 big the big. Saudi Arabian winner on Mishrif, and and I, I like David Egan a lot. I think he's I think he's a great pilot, and he gets on well with this horse. And I think that's important because Rogue Bear has been winning uh, the last twice around Nottingham, which is notoriously difficult to win over the mile coming from the back. There hasn't there wasn't an excess of pace on in either race that he won, and and he still managed to get the job done and and do it do it well. And the thing is, he, he has his own way. He's quirky. He hangs. And then, and then he, you know, but he's got a lot of ability. This horse, a lot of hidden ability, and the, this is the type of horse that'll end up three figures because he just he disguises everything. There's, there's not, he, 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 there's nothing straightforward about him, and I like him for a race of this type because they'll go, they'll go a good gallop, and he'll be buried, and he'll be, he'll be coming late on the scene, and sixteen to one and fourteen to one is absolutely enormous. Um, I, I've no idea how they've come to this price because. The, the, like I said, the, the form of the Nottingham wins to do what he did um, with the sectional upgrades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it's, it's some some performances. I think he's just been a little bit missed by the market. So, Rogue Bear for me, as a one point each way bet, um, you can get six places. Uh, yeah, we'll have some of that. Why not? I'll each way wanker as well at sixteens. I'll be fair. I'll be fair uh, to the producer. Fourteen to one because the six places are only available at fourteen to one. So we'll have the six places. Why not? It is. It is a deeper race than last year for people liking brunch horses like that. Um, so just just bear that in mind if you're fancying something from last year because I'd, the, the the three at the top of the market are all highly progressive. So. I do think you've, you've got to respect them. That's why they are at the top of the market. Uh, but Rogue Bear is certainly not respected in the market and should have certainly more respect and be shorter. Okay, so that's the uh, two pointers done. Uh, John, I'm swinging straight back round to you for your best bet. I'm probably asking for trouble here because uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm taking on your Irish Lincoln horse. Oh, good. Um and I'm going with Rado Bag, formerly of Roger Varians, and now with Mr. Murta. So yeah. He's a bit taggy in these big handicaps. Um, you don't need to be Kreskin to cast your man back to the Eba last year and others, and he has that particularly annoying thing of still saying, I love this game. Every time he had a fucking winner, but in order to make that bearable, I've decided to have a few quid on this tomorrow. Uh, I get the feeling that this one might have had his wind tweaked because he's going with the tongue tie tomorrow. Because um, his form did tail off a little bit for Roger Berry, and even though he probably didn't have his ground exactly as he'd want, uh, there should be no, no worries on the ground tomorrow. 
Um, as I say, the, the Murta handicap record, I think it's quite significant that he's running here first time up. And Tom said he could have he could have gone anywhere for a sighter with this, and maybe laid it out for the Hunt Cup or something like that, you know. But I think the fact that he's coming straight here, he probably thinks he's got this thing in a fairly positive tune at the minute. The other one I liked in the race was Sarah Cashel. Um That's come crashing down the weight since its heady days with Fozzy Stack. And I think that's uh, the most interesting of the Adol McGuinness plethora of runners in the race. Um, but I'm, I'm sticking with Radovag. I'm going 1.5 points each way. So I'm each way up to the gunnels tomorrow. <laughs> so, so we'll give you we'll give you 1.5 points each way. Radovag, 10 to 1, six pegs, a pleasure. So that's John's maximum, 1.5 points each way. Radovag, good luck, John, uh, but not too much luck. I hope that I win and you come second. And uh, as always, and we move on to to uh, to our next uh, best bet. And I'm going to come to you, Quentin. Um, I bet this is more sand action from you for a three pointer. <laughs> Your net landed there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with your weather. I'm heading to Kempton for my best bet of the weekend. It comes in the half past four. Um, I wrote in my all weather musings column that I thought War in Heaven was at least a 90 rated horse on the on the back of his win at Leafy mid Feb. Uh, he gets a chance to bump up the rating here. Uh, he's off 78. Uh, it's like I've absolutely no 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 doubt this horse is 90 plus on the sand. Um, he, he reared as the stalls le- as he left the stalls last time out. Still shows signs of greenness, um, but putting some swift closing sectionals to run down Little Prayer, I think it was. Um, yeah. Three pound rise was is is light, but he can't do any more than that. The handicapper, um, seven furlongs here will suit, as will Kempton. Slightly longer straight. He looked awkward going right-handed round the bend at Lingfield. Uh, run style fine, breathing on the dam side. He'll get the longer trip. I've got no issue with that. Um, Haley Turner re- replaces Probert, which is a negative, um, but he still rates the best bet of the weekend, even even factoring in the jockey downgrade. Um, competition wise. Doesn't look a, a, a deep race, to be honest. Um, my Dabawi's kind of been seeing the best effect from the front in steadily run races. Gold medal, I'm not really too sure about the seventh furlong, and the uh, favourite in that race was green. Um, Lord Vader, I, I think this is one step above his pay grade, despite the, the guineas entry he held. Um, so, yeah, War in Heaven, 15 to 8, is uh, a lot bigger than I made it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with with what you're saying about War in Heaven in terms of like potential rating scales. I, I do agree with you. I think this will go right up the grades. What I did think, though, I did think this race did have a little bit of depth to it. Um, I thought Lord Vader as well, Quentin, showed a, a big sectional time, I think, uh, a couple of starts ago. Did, did, you know, that, that, that could be interesting. Yeah. It was, no, it was Lingfield. When it was, was it Lingfield when it was second? Or was it? Mm. You no, know, it was Kempton. No, it was Kempton. Kempton, Kempton was second. Then it was he, second. Yeah, it was second. Yeah, and, and the, third, the um, third one since from that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's a, that. I thought it was a really hot, hot real rib. But I agree with you. Warren Evans definitely at the top of the list. So good luck with that. Um, three points for Quentin at fifteen to eight. Uh, we bet three six five. Uh, probably will go off a bit shorter. Um, it's a three-year-old race to follow that. Though I, I would recommend anyone watches that for early season three-year-old handicap form so good luck chaps with that um 
Okay, my best goes in the 240 at Kempton, uh, which is in the Queen's Prize. And I, I just cannot see uh, Bandinelli beaten. I, uh, this horse for me is my Ebo uh, sort of fancy for late, later in the year. I think this is this is the type of horse that would thrive in an Ebo off a mark of like 105, 106. It's off, what is it, 95 today. Um, it all should make mincemeat of these, really. It, it, it's a horse that needs a good gallop. It's very unexposed at two miles. It sort of struggles to quicken. It gallops at a high cruising speed, but struggles to quicken. So the last time he was over two miles, he had to make his own running, which wasn't ideal, especially as at Kempton, which is quite a difficult thing to do over the two miles here. And um, he, he managed to get the job done, which impressed me because I'm thinking, you know, you, you've got the stones to do that. And I think with a better gallop, just something to lead him and, and probably go just that little bit quicker. I just think Bandinello, we have not seen anywhere near the best of. I think it, it, it's a much better horse than any of these. These are, these are just going to be handicappers. That's it. This will be an Ebo stroke stakes horse. And Bandinelli is a complete banker. So seven to four, bet three, six, five. Three points on the nose uh, to get back my disastrous possible Lincoln bets. Uh, <laughs> Would you get three uh, so points on with bet three six five? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, you might get a point on, right? point three points win with bet three six five for anyone out there with with a suitable account to take the seven to four. Otherwise, it's get 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 in the back of the queue like the rest of us and take the eleven to eight tomorrow. Um, <laughs> So, Neville, I'm coming to you now to blast us out of the water with your three points. Well, I must apologise in advance because my three-pointer is only going to be around the two-to-one mark, but the fields are pretty small over the jumps tomorrow and the ones that have got reasonable-sized fields are looking do look dreadfully difficult handicaps. Uh, but I'm going to go to, Kel- to Kelso again in the 245 for the course specialist, Big River, he's run 12 times at Kelso and he's won eight of those, which is an incredible statistic. Um, his last three runs have all been at the same track. He's won two of them. And last time out, he was probably running against slightly better opposition when only fourth, but he didn't run that badly. Nutswell, who won the race, is a superior animal to to Big River, and uh, he was only 12 lengths behind behind him. He's a horse that goes on the ground. These rivals look um, difficult to predict. Uh, Potterman, we all know what happened in the uh, the Bet365 chase last year, uh, but he hasn't shown much form of late. He pulled up on his last two starts, and the handicapper hasn't exactly been dropping him down too quickly. He runs off a rating of 147. He has uh, only been dropped a pound since his last chase run, which was in the the Ladbroke. Uh, Empire Steel almost certainly needs softer ground. It might well be that it'll take Empire Steel out if the ground dries out too much, but at the moment he's in. And Rose Dobbins, Rath and Lur has got a bit to prove having shown very little on both his starts this season so uh, Kelso's course specialist Big River I think he's got a banker look to him uh, for Lucinda Russell and um, I'm making it although he's a 12 year old there's going to be no improvement there and again he's you know we know exactly how good he is but 
Uh, he, he saves his best for Kelso, and he's my banker of the weekend. Well, he's my he's my banker of the weekend. I, I would swap all my three selections for another horse winning at Kelso tomorrow, but uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Big River. <laughs> Good stuff. Five to two now. Um, th- th- they've got Empire Steelers as on the tissue at thirteen to eight. Uh, five to two for Big River with the outstanding course record, and of course uh, Tom Scudamore. Um, in the plate tomorrow, and I wish Dev's selection all the best there at five to two with his three points. Certainly a bigger price than mine and Quentin's. So we move on to the TV affairs and and, and all the other racing that's happening somewhere in the Middle East. Sort of go through action uh, as as per. So we'll come to Doncaster where we start off with the uh, <laughs> the uh, the unraced uh, two year olds. Uh, I can pass on a message I've had for. Uh, beach breeze of Mark Johnston's. It's it's very small, uh, it's very hardy, very fit and very fast. So it could be one of those, you know, like cannonballs out of the traps, bang, you know. And then it's one of those. It's whether it's good enough. I'd, I've no, you've absolutely no idea with unraced two year olds. Uh, anybody, any information or any any fancies in the brockles way? Well, apparently this this horse, uh, Robin Brislands, has been all the rage from 20 to 1 down to around 4 to 1, according to a reporter from the Racing Post. But it costs just 1,500 quid. And my guess is that it'll probably drift out. Who knows? You know, the Brocklesby has got a, a history of throwing up good horses, surprisingly. In fact, didn't uh, Pat Edry win it with a, an Italian Group 1 winner a few seasons back? No doubt a good horse will win it, but God, you'd, you'd have to be crazy to want to, to get involved, unless you know something that... Uh, but then again, if you know something, what about the other 12 runners in the race? Who knows? It's, well, it's a crazy well, race it. to bet in. I mean, Eve Johnson Houghton won it last year with uh, with Ch- 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 Chipotle. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Chipotle is the what producer. What was that horse called Storm something, wasn't it? When the when the Irish when a group one in Ireland sorry in in Italy later on, John any clues on that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. I made you in my imagination. Mister Elephant memory is speechless on 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 the Brocklesby winners. How far are we going back here now? Nine ten years. Nice. No. 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 Bill Turner's got a tremendous record as well, if I'm if I remember rightly. He's won it about seven times. Yeah, love Bill. I mean, Bill's Bill Bill's Bill's a fantastic trainer with with, with two year olds, and you know they're all hard. Eight, obviously, they're, they're not expensive types because that's not Bill. Um, and but, he, but they're all. I wanted to have a look at it, um, and it's eighty to one, actually, <laughs> and that's Rocky End of uh, Brett Johnson. Um, the the thing that caught me eye was Guiani was booked early part of the week. It's one of the older ones in the race with a falling date 28th of Feb. Bayer Anagrew, I think, probably make up in a reasonable say, those fairly fast horses. Um, and then I, I had a look at Johnson's comments, actually, in the post. He said, he'll learn a lot from the race and hopefully he can run mid-sale, but I don't think he's a nice horse. I don't really have any sprinters that can work with him at home. He's honest and he tries. Well, some of these will be absolute spoke monkeys anyway. So if this looks all right, I might chuck a couple of bob at it. It's about 80s. From down. It just depends, does it? Whether he's appealed to the eye in the paddock. 
Yeah, good show. I mean, what are we thinking about the ground tomorrow at Doncaster? Amazingly, it was 6.4 yesterday, 6.3 today, uh, probably due in the ground when he took the stick reading. But with two in drying days, it's got to be good on it, Quentin, surely. I've worked off, I've, what is it, 17, 18 up by you guys and Donny. I've worked off the basis of good ground, to be honest. And yeah, if, it, if it's not good ground, then it's not good ground. I'm kind of playing cautiously, very cautiously tomorrow at Donny. I, I think Sunday's card's a better punting card, to be fair. Mm, yeah. um, in, in terms of the, the Brocklesby, I thought it was an interesting race. Favourite short, I'm probably going to end up laying the favourite. I don't care if it's a machine or a rocket, whatever. You got, I think you've got enough from pedigrees running for you. Johnston's, like you said, it's got first time out winners in the page. You've got the David Evans horse. That's got a few, a fair few first time out two-year-old winners in the page. Um, there'll be some no-hopers in there, but if I can get it in the book at about levels, then I'll, I'll be happy with that and happy to take a stance against it for, for small money. Um, Persian forces um, half brother. I think it was half brother. One first time out last year at Leicester, put up a massive performance. Gubbers with a, I think it's like a stone and a half sectional upgrade or something. Um, but no, I'm, I'm gonna have a small layer of the jolly in the in the Brockles. But that'll be my 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 so turf it, opener. Yeah, he is one for never. Um, the, the jolly nevs odds on ten to eleven. Nev, gotta be a lay on it. All the newcomers. Oh, I've said so, but whether you can lay it odds on is another matter, because I think if everybody feels, if all the layers feel the same, it's going to end up being pushed right out into you, might, you might have trouble laying it at two to one. Hearts of Fire was the horse I was trying to remember. Italian Group 1 winner, the Grand Criterion in 2009, won the Brocklesby and then won a, an Italian Group 1. So, so to, just very quickly, I know we, we are tight for time. Um, at the current, there's a um, the, the first two-year-old race there. Am I right in saying that that's the race that Jim Bolger runs at every year? He runs a very good horse in, and I've noticed that he runs probably one of the best bred horses in his yard in the, the first race at the current tomorrow, out of Finchgill Bio, called uh, Finchgill Go Dio. And I'm sure he's run one of his, more than one of his classic winners in this in this race, in previous years, went through the sales half a million as a as a, as a yearly, half a million. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not much. Uh, really. No, um, <laughs> it's a bit different. It's been different to some of the scrap in the brockles be at three and a half thousand. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting spot. Nev, that keep an eye on that one. Jim Bolger's in the first. Um, I, no- I noticed he won it last year with Missing Matron, and obviously Jim does have a lot of his early two-year-olds in really 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 fit condition so that that's an interesting spot that if jim likes that kind of race um okay give, we'll give them a good breeze over five just after mass on christmas morning doesn't he <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's very hardy of jim's jim's horses as we saw last year with poetic flair we go on to uh 150 race at doncaster the camage trophy um thoughts here chaps don't you like it, John Garris? Who trains it? Charlie Hills. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, but but I mean, if you, I mean, I, I I'm a strict strict time and form guru, and 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 I just think I like if you look at diligent Harry, I'd be worried about him back on turf. I don't think he's going to be as good on turf. I've just got this feeling. Uh, Bielsa had one performance last year in the Gold Cup, the Air Gold Cup that stood out. 
Uh, Monda Medjus, no, I, I think possibly he's a better horse over five because he's a bit of a nutcase. Just in the bottle doesn't get the six for me, not here, uh, not properly. Um, and Mo, Mo, Mo Salit had a, had a brilliant season last season, incredible story, really, uh, in a cellar and then running in a, in a, in a pre pre is just one hell of a story, but I think it was more than but, one, more than one seller, wasn't it? Wasn't it about three sellers she won? Yeah, you could have you could you could you could have bought her about four times, and then yeah. you you, yeah. you you stood you stood in the parade ring at Longchamp um, as a as a twenty three to one chance to win uh, to win one hundred seventy eight thousand um, pounds. I, mean, I don't dispute this is got an outstanding chance on the farm, but if if I start the season. Backing Charlie Hills at fifteen to eight, I'd have to kick me on. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not. I, I mean, look, I'm not. I, I, if I'd have thought it'd be value, then I'd, 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 have, I'd have tipped it up. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it is. I, ju- I just think it's the right head of the market. Whether whether it floats your boat is a, is another matter. Um, anything to add on that, chap? I think you think you nailed it. Truth be told, I had what did I have? I had Garrison at eleven or ten when chalking up the race. I. Think he's a bet at fifteen or eight, seven or four. Yeah. Best form on the brook goes well fresh. You got doubts about everything in the race, as you say. Diligent Harry, he flopped on soft ground, but I've, I've worked off a good ground here. Tomorrow, um, he'll get a pace to aim at. Just another bottle. Um, we'll, we'll set the fractions. I didn't think there was much not to like. This is it's piss weak, isn't it? For a list, even for a listed race at this stage of the season, it's weak. Um, yeah, I thought seven to four, fifteen to eight was more than fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, some of the, those efforts last season in in the Group Ones, uh, you know, the only beaten three lengths to Emma Artiana, um, uh, three lengths behind Starman in the July Cup, two lengths behind Dreamer Dreams uh, at, at Ascot in the Cork and Horrible. Um, you know, it, it's um, it, it's kind of it's kind of strong form for for listed level when you're taking on an Air Gold Cup winner, a horse that's predominantly bit on the all weather, a, a, a great St. Wilfred winner. Uh, an Anthony Britton horse, uh, Keith Dalgleish handicapper, and a and a filly that had the season of a life last season. I, yeah, probably in your camp, Quentin, to be honest. But John can't have Charlie, and I. I, I... I'm not sure about that either. Um, anyway, we're going to move swiftly on to the 225. We'll push for time. The Spring Mile Handicap, unbelievable gentlemen. Nine runners is the lowest on record. The lowest before this was 16, and we've got nine runners. What are we saying about the state of British racing? That's all, aren't we? <laughs> see, see, you don't need to add to that. It's just more or less somebody. So, yeah. If, awesome. if, if you can't get a decent start for 23 large and on the first day of the season, it, it, it's setting more alarm bells going than anything, isn't it, really? Yeah, but yeah, sadly, I no mean, one sits up and listens, do they? It's still no. still the same, isn't it? Same old, no, let's not put prize money into it. All the horses are going abroad. I think I saw yourself and Lydia messaging about it yesterday. Like nine, nine run a field is desperate. It's desperate stuff. Yeah. 
uh, I think we're going to see more of it this summer as well. There's a, there's a dearth of uh, lack of depth of, of of good horses, you know, in the in the sort of 90s range. Uh, you know, like it's, you'll you'll get some progressive three year olds this season that will push that bar up a little bit, but they can't run every every sort of uh, meeting uh, on a Saturday. So I think we're going to see a, uh, some strange runners, like the good old days, John. You'll get Linda Rams, Ramsden sneaking oh, in the bottom yeah, of the handicap of 64. The clock goes forward an hour tomorrow. I mean, if you knock the clock forward a couple of years. We could all end up looking for five-year-olds carrying less than eight eight stone in the Lincoln. So <laughs> it's going to be a cracking system when I were a lad. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's, uh, it's we, we we seem to be going full circle. Any views here? I found this impossible. I was I was with you. I was with you. It was tricky, trappy, horrible. Yep. It's a horrible, horrible race to get a grip on. Yeah, Alice has them ready. I think he's will run well, but that's about it. Yeah, never any of you here. Uh, well, had it been over a little bit further, I was quite fancied General Lee. I think he's extremely consistent and has, out of most of the field, has probably got more more progression in him. For me, it's just a, the wrong time to be betting because you don't know, first of all, how, how straight they are. I mean, you assume that a Paul Cole horse is going to be pretty fit, but you know, there's no... The, there's nothing like having a run under your belt, and you know there's half the field have already been out, so uh, I couldn't have a bet. But if I if I had to choose, I think General Lee could he, he could be a pretty good horse come the end of the season. You know, if he yeah. if he can handle the, the straight mile, I'm not sure whether he, he I think he probably wants a little bit further, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I mean he, he does get further. I think I think the key to him, Nev, in all honesty, I think is is since since they put blinkers on him. He's he's found a, a nice consistency, and and yeah. you know he obviously is a horse that enjoys the blind, whatever whatever spooked him before. But he's a completely different horse, or since they did that, very progressive last season. So you wouldn't rule that out in a race that really is full of exposed types. So if I'm like Nev, I think if I if someone got a gun to my head, it would be General Lee. I think, but certainly one for Gin and Pate that race. Three o'clock is the Doncaster Mile. Uh, just for go traditionally a small field, so I'm not going to slag the the field size off for this because traditionally it is it is quite a small uh, field affair. Uh, I viewed it as that if chin, if the if the real chindit from the Guineas turned up, then nothing's going to beat chindit really. But I did feel that Boosala isn't too far away from improving significantly for this step up in trip. When you consider the official ratings, chindit 112, Boosala 104. And I thought Boosala would improve, you know, a good few pounds for stepping up. Uh, maybe 107, 108 maybe for the mile. That gets you closer to Chindit, you know, putting more pressure on. And um, at the prices, that's that's where I rested. I felt that Boosala um, around the four to one was a, was a better play than taking eight to 11 Chindit, which you would need to be taking eight to 11 Chindit. You would need to know that Chindit is going to be something towards his best not like latter end of last season where i thought he was a bit dead any thoughts on this chaps i actually i'm going to disagree to a certain point with you i actually think he doesn't even need to bring his his a game he can probably bring his worst performance of last season yeah and still win I, i i think though you know he's dropped down to listed class for the first time for his first run this season you look at his runs he got beat three lengths 
behind Palace Pier at, at Deauville, that would have, would have been oh, right. far and away. There's nothing in this race that could even contemplate running in a race like that. You know, no. his win in the Greenham was far better than anything else he took in the, the Guineas as the uh, St James's Palace. I think he's as near to a good thing as you could get. But you, of course, he, you know, it's 169 days since we last saw him, so I couldn't back him at odds on. But no. I, I, I don't think there's anything in this race that could could even live with him if he's no, if he's near, I, if he's if he's you know even his worst his worst ever performance. I'm just looking here at the Racing Post ratings. He's never performed less than obviously his debut. It's it's, it's very hard to, to rate a horse that highly on the debut, because you can only rate them about what you've run against. But he's never in all these other runs. He's never really gone beyond 106. So. These have got to improve to even match probably his worst efforts. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. But you know, I'm not. I don't bet others on. So it wouldn't okay. interest me. No, no, I'm, I'm to take your point on board. I mean, like you say, the, the some of the time figures last year, early season especially, were astonishing compared to these. Uh, Quentin, John, uh, you you anything to add on this? Yeah, this race pissed me off no end when I saw the declaration. And will continue to piss me off till about four o'clock tomorrow night, I would imagine. But firstly, I mean, I think Chindit's probably going to win it. And then we'll have the cannon waving it round in the winner's enclosure, saying he's going to go well in the Queen Anne and all the rest of it. And we all know <laughs> that'll be the one win this season. Um, the other part that's really, really pissed me off, and I can set about Roger Varian with a baseball bat, eh, is that he's running royal champion in this. I was absolutely gagging for him to lay this out for the Hunt Cup. I thought this was tailor-made for a Hunt Cup plunge. And seeing it turning up in this, I'm absolutely gutted. Because you know this this will probably run well, and then... Yes. And then... It, it'll be off down the. <laughs> I wanted it to turn up fresh, first time of Hunt Cup, and it was going to be bang. I've got you one, and sadly, Rog hasn't played ball. Roger the bastard. Right, we'll move on to um, <laughs> we'll move on to Quentin's thoughts. Any thoughts here, Quentin? Shindit's the right favourite. Goes well off a break. Big figures on the clock. Uh, Ross Ryan's upgrade on Pat Dobbs. Eight to eleven looks right though, doesn't it? Royal Champions, got ability. I'm not really sure a small field will suit him. Sala can upgrade. Not having a bet, won't have a bet. That, that's about it from me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, fair play. Could be an extended gin and pate session for me tomorrow on them two races. Okay, we'll move on to the Lincoln then, and I'll sit this one out because I've already spoken. So you three, go and tell me where I'm wrong on the Lincoln. You are right with the Lincoln. Um, I like I, I like Road Bear a lot. Um, I've got some extensive notes on him. I didn't. I, I think, like you said, with Nottingham, hard to make up ground. I think he hated the course. Well, on both occasions, he kind of rolled around, hit the ridges, and just took ages to get organised. Um, yeah. I think Donny's going to suit him a lot better. Straight track, speed, yeah. high draw. Um, he's twenty-one on the machine at the moment. He's. Um, He's not got the class at the top of the market, um, but he's no. better than a... There's absolutely no doubt he's better than an 87-rated horse. He's strong on the clock as well, some upgrades in there to boot. Um, yeah, I'm surprised he's not kicking around what, 10, 8 to 1 in that, in that sort of realm. realm. Yeah, yeah realm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like you, yeah. I think he's the one that's probably just a little bit unexplored in the race. 
I see that uh, David Barron has now got his daughter holding half the license as well. I didn't realise that David and Nicola Barron, they've got a runner. Uh, but that aside, uh, Mudge Tarba is a spare ride for Kieran Fallon with Adam Farraher having broken his foot after a spill on the gallops. And this horse could be anything rated 98. You just wouldn't know. But William Haggis's record in the Lincoln, three wins in, I don't know, in a dozen years or something, must obviously, you you, you have to be scared stiff of whatever he runs. And he runs three. I thought his horse, Amethyst, ran really well in the Cambridgeshire. All right, he's, he's been raised two pounds for that. But he's got a big field experience whereas Mushtaba, who's going to probably go off as a favourite or second favourite, has just got novice wins to his name. It's just like all the rest of the flight. It's difficult because so many are seeing racecourse for the first time. I think it's very brave of, of Godolphin Charlie Appleby to put up Harry Davis on modern news. Harry has yet to ride on the turf, yet he gets put on uh, a horse with a, a solid chance in the Lincoln, but I suppose uh, having your, your father being work rider for Charlie Appleby, it's uh, maybe there's a bit of uh, nepotism in there. Anyway, yes. good luck to him. Didn't last year's winner, wasn't that his Benoit Delacette? Wasn't that his first spin? Yeah, but he was on as well. Are <laughs> <laughs> they all? <laughs> the Colombian, the finest Colombian as well for Benoit. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. He, he, he was any, he, he. He probably had a bit more experience than this Harry Davis as well, Benoit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that from there. Brilliant. Yes, John, have you any thoughts on Lincoln? I just think the race will be run to South Hearts and our place last year, bit of value. Yeah, yeah. Big price for an horse that ran so well in it last year. I think, I believe it traded odds on in it. Or it was, it was, yeah, it's about it was, £9 pound lower, I think, this year. So. Yeah. Like I say, if he bounces back, like you said, one of those for the... Uh, well, you know, Misery got to have it ready, won't he? So. Yeah, no, fair shout. Fair shout at long odds. Race is probably more depth, but that's why you get in the price you are. Right, I'll move to Kempton, 2 5 uh, Very tricky race, I felt. The fancy man favourite, 7-4, to four, to win the Magnolia. Um, again, it's another race I was sitting out... Uh, once I saw Felix in it, it's like, it's not Felix. It's one of them, you go hard, Felix has got a big chance. You go slow, well, we've got Felix beat. And um, it, that was sort of it. I just thought, I have no appetite for the race. What, what did you what did you, you chaps think? It's the inner loop, isn't it, at Kempton, over 12. Um, which likely going to help front end. You can see Felix sitting out wide. I don't think they'll go hard if Forhammer Hampton's got any sense. He'll sit pretty from one and just try and control things, either just behind a steady pace or uh, make make the pace himself. Uh, King of Jazz has got the hood first time. I thought that was interesting, given his all-weather form. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a race I was bouncing to have a bet on. King of the South was just behind Fancy Man, a couple of lengths. Uh, where was that? Lingfield two starts back. Um, three pounds swing in the weights, but the course and the price... Uh, doesn't really appeal. It's fancy man's to lose. It was what eleven or four, five to two in a week. It's probably now the right price at thirteen to eight. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Any, anybody? Anything else to say? Well, the cannon will probably win it, won't he? And that will be the double. Um, we chin this yeah, same for, on. Yeah, for Pescod, yeah, same on. Yeah, 
That ginger bastard on the betting only better, he's gone for the double, hasn't he? The blogger double. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Nev, anything here for you? Um, it's a, it's, I'll be sitting this one out for sure. I, I, yeah. Fancy man's a good horse, isn't he? Uh, but his penalty yeah. makes life a little bit more difficult for him. And really, on official ratings, he's he's got a pound to find with Felix, who I yeah. I, I do rate the jockey Daniel Muscat. I think he is superb. I think it's going to be his year this year. Yeah, lovely pair of hands, which will be giving tribute to Jimmy Lindley on our Sunday sermon, so don't miss that uh, on Sunday. Uh, poor old Jimmy Lindley passed away this week, uh, and we'll talk more on Sunday about that. Uh, we'll move on to the 240, the Unibet Queen's Prize. I am obviously all over Bandinelli. It's my my nap. I'm, I'm leaving it at that. Any 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 Anything in here for you, chaps? By Frank, I like a Ram Rumour. Imperium must be... One of the best bred horses on show. Late foal, yeah. foals on the 14th of June, which is very late for a, for a flatbread. I think yes. he might, you know, he loves the course, doesn't he? And he's, mm-hmm. he's rock solid, stays well. He know, does, yeah. Open yeah, yeah. Race. Nine to two. Yeah, nine to two, obviously, with the money for Bandinelli. The weakness in the rest is, is forcing value. Quentin, thoughts? Uh, I yeah, the the favourite's the right favourite and he's definitely better than Mark and ninety five. I'm gonna take a swing at one win only probably on the machine at like thirty three to one or something at the off. Um, suitably impressed with Pistoletto um, last time out in the Winter Derby. They they clocked a, a big old number as we've discussed previously. Yeah, the, the trips the trips an obvious concern. He's warfront out the Woodman there, but. He travels, he switches off, and with the cheap pieces off, I think there's every chance of him getting this. Um, he's worth a small win-only play. Um, well, I'm going to have a small win-only play on him. Um, I, th- I think he's capable and better than a, a horse-rated 93. Good stuff, Brandon. Um John, anything to add? A topical tip, Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> We love bringing some doom and glory. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, good old Hiroshima. Uh, why do you like that, John? It's quite apt in the current climate, I thought. <laughs> yeah, 22 to 1. So, so, so some uh, pin stickers there from Quentin and John at 22s and, and, and 33s, Pistoletta. Uh, good luck with that. Right, chaps, any other business? So we'll move on to Dubai or any other business elsewhere for the weekend. Nev, anything else you want to add uh, that you that you like? Anyway, it could be anywhere. Kelso, anything you'd like to add? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's disappointing. Like you know, we're, we're at the peak of the jump season and there's only two two national hunt meetings. Yeah. It's not great, is it? I mean... Uh, small fields, but uh, I, I, I think Maidan looks exciting, doesn't it? But it's just littered with foreign horses and you don't know the or i don't know the the worth of some of those i'll I'll, tell, I'll kick us off then i'll kick us off at Maidan. uh some of my thoughts al nefford at nine to four i thought was like uh pretty amazing because uh, i think that's a good price because it, it ties in with with the horse that runs in the dubai cup uh hot rod charlie that's second favorite to life he's good i thought nine to four was very fair because he had a tough wide trip under brian moore uh gets the Leading track jockey Ty- Tayo Shea in the saddle, inside draw, nine to four for that, surely solid. 
I'm perplexed why they keep running Minerbo over two miles. He beat he beat Adar over a mile and a half. Uh, I'm fed up that they've decided, well, we'll make him into a, a gold cup horse or a, a stayer when he's got enough speed to destroy them over to over over a mile and a half. Very frustrating. Two to one on, he'll probably win, but I'm just pissed off with that horse. Um, I thought the Dubai World Cup, the favourite, was an absolute certainty at 8-11. to 11. Inside draw, goes to the front, absolutely much the best. Beat Nick's go, who was previously considered the best in the world on dirt, etc., etc., how does that get beat? Eight to eleven is fair for me. I know it's short, but eight to eleven. I'd just, I'd rather be a backer than a layer. Eight to eleven, chaps. Do you buy any anybody? Uh, I was with with you. Um, hot rail draw one about point and shoot job, isn't it? Surely. Um, yeah. I know liquidity is not what it, it used to be. Okay in, in running uh, liquidity at Maidan. It's not so much now, but sticking some short price lays if you if you want to trade out of it. But it looks like it looks like finding it in the street. Um, I thought the Japanese one was the one to beat in the Dubai turf. Uh, Lord North, big figure last time out, but he's, he's not taking on a horse of this class. Uh, the one I really liked was Alan Kerr. Uh, I know we discussed him. We were all kind of against him uh, last time out at Lingfield. We thought Lingfield would be too sharp. I think he was only half, half fit as well. Um, a step back up in trip, galloping track. Monster figure on the clock at Lingfield. And yeah, there's still more to come from him. I think he's, he's double figures kicking about. I think that's uh, a chunk overpriced. Don't particularly like your beer in the race. Um, it's not much I do like in the race, to be honest. I'd have him in his second favourite. Good stuff. So Alan Kerr, um, a sort of generous 10 to 1 for Quentin in the uh, Dubai Shima. John, anything for you? I think Alan Kerr's really fairly priced as well. Um, I think um, he's got an excellent H-way chance. I fancied Real World to do well on this surface last time. I, I like fast round horses on dirt. It doesn't seem to have found out very, very well for him last time. And I watched an interview with Dusty, and he said it was because he missed the break. I, I can't really have it that that was the reason. I just didn't think he liked it at all. Um, I, I couldn't have another dip. I'm, I'm swerving that race. Um, I did think Baron Samidi made run well against Manobo at about 10 to 1, sporting each way choice. Yeah. Bit of, bit of a float up last time. I think, uh, I think, I think he'll probably be second or third. Like, uh, Manobo's obviously a beast. So, again, I'm. I might stick back to maybe in an H-way lucky 31 or something like that, but I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be all over him really. No, no, good stuff. Right, any any other business elsewhere, chap? Uh, in the 5.30 at Wolverhampton, I didn't particularly like the short price favourite uh, put after the rain in at 5-4. to four. She's bred to improve for the trip, but she's drawn 12 with George Rook on, and she just hung all the way down the straight and looked awkward at Savile last time out. She'll be one I'm trying to get in the book. Um, I've yet to really go through the nuts and bolts of the race, but uh, I thought it was interesting. Corsini, someone was asking for some money at 4-1 to one as soon as the Betfair market went up. Um yesterday at some stage and i'm not sure whether it got laid or not but that caught the eye um, but no after after the rain that's one i want to be against yeah she's an absolute uh, uh cowbag i totally agree quentin i don't i, I think she'll drift badly she's awful, awful she is um yeah good stuff uh john nev anything else yeah i, I think we've covered all 
or well, what I need to do. This, I've, I've actually sucked a pint of margarita out of a plastic jug. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that's it. Yeah, that's how to do it on bar stewards. Uh, we don't mess about here. It's nothing done by halves. Um, that's all from me, John, Quentin and Nev this week. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed that and we're going to line your pockets with silver. We're back for the sermon on Sunday as always. Plenty of talking points and obviously the tribute um, to the, the uh, deceased uh, Jimmy Lindley, former commentator and uh, class jockey uh, of the BBC of the past. So join us for that. That's all from, from us. Bye for now. <laughs>